Hello, hello. Coming to you live from the garden. Living alive in the garden. And we'll see how this goes. I didn't tell that many people I was doing this, sort of like a secret secret garden stream. And uh, if anybody comes on, come and say hello. I was having a hard time with the uh, browser, unfortunately. Brave did not work, so I resorted to Safari. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to do a little tour of my garden, see if anybody's free on no notice. Yeah, so someone was saying who might see this later that they were sad because they had to go and uh, work at their job and earn a living and couldn't join me in the garden. And uh, yeah, it's uh, one of those subjects that, you know, 20 years ago when I nearly dropped out of cancer, I decided that I was never going to be at the mercy of somebody else's work schedule. And so it's a good goal, you know, it's not to make anybody feel wrong for having a job and doing what they need to do to feed their family. And But we are not meant to slave for a living. That's something that I'm pretty clear about. And uh, come and say hello in the chat. There's a couple of people that found us here. Just getting myself a little bit set up so we can uh, be a little hands-free here. Hopefully this works. And I have no idea whether I'm going to be able to rock fin this or not. So, oh, we got somebody in the chat. Virginia Dare is here. Hello, hello. Nice to see you. All right, so forgive me as usual. This garden stream is always um, a little bit clunky. Just getting my little sticky stick here. And uh, yeah, great to see you. So sweet. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I kept thinking about this over and over and over again. And it has been just insanely hot, hot weather. Very unusual for this time of year. It uh, It's almost like May and August, oh, pardon me, May and June were cancelled. <laughs> and they went straight to July and August because this has been totally July, August weather. It was hot, dry, like insanely hot, oven hot, really bizarre. It has been good for growing because things, you know, explode in the heat. They also go to seed very quickly in the heat. I just looked over and saw one of my onions. So um, I like to document my garden as I go a little bit here and there. I, honestly, I do feel torn because there's so much work to do that it's difficult to uh, to play but play is necessary and without some play then what happens you stop having a reason to live I think you know it's like if there's no joy if there's no pleasure if there's no free time it's all just work 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 <laughs> which I'm very very uh, familiar with then yeah what's you know it's not exactly the life worth living so I'm going to turn my camera around and uh, let's see how that works. Nope. That's not it. Camera. Oh, 
no, that was turning my camera off. Hello, Janet Melody. Nice to see you. <laughs> oh, and Hootube is here as well. Fantastic. Really good. Um, settings. Maybe it's settings. Camera. And yeah, here we go. Okay, there we go. Good. So here we are in my wood chip garden. It's fun when you pan out because it looks like there's literally nothing there but wood chips. It just blends in to the scenery there. All you can really see is my couple of tents that are protecting a few different things. I'll get to that. And uh, I really love the details of, of my garden. This is my neighbor's garden here. She does still host my strawberry plants. So I'll start with this. And uh, this area has become so incredibly well, I mean, it, it's just grass, right? Like we're in grassland, we're on the prairie grass, it's grass roots. And it's um, invasive, which is really fun because I might, I might try to interview Kent, uh, no, Kyle Kenton, I think is his name, Kyle Kenton of Tippecanoe. And uh, he refuses to use the word invasive. So I'm going to maybe stop using that one myself. And so here's my strawberry plant. It was doing like so Olympic, really Olympic and sending out lots of, if you can see behind it, the, uh, I don't know if I can, I can't zoom in here, but uh, it was sending out a lot of suckers. I've been trying to get rid of those actually, because they take away from the main plant. And this was huge. <laughs> and then I came the other day and found out that um, a deer had literally eaten the top off the entire plant. There's not any strawberries yet because I, well, I didn't think to cover it because there were weren't any strawberries yet, although if you can see there's little babies in there. So they're starting to come and the plant's coming back. So I covered it in this um, wire cagey thing that I think the deer cannot get their face into without some discomfort. Here's my neighbor's peas that came up like Olympic. And for some reason, the deer have been eating my peas. So darn, I must have really good peas, those sugar snaps. So here's all my garlic. This I planted in the winter. It's the best way to shoot the garlic. Maybe from here and just see all of the nice big long row of garlic here. So yeah, planting in the winter was a really fun thing. And uh, you got the veggies and that's so fun. You guys know each other, fantastic. I love it when people meet their friends here. And yeah, this just shot right up. If you can see, I've got a really deep layer of wood chips going on here and it fought its way through the wood chips in the early spring and has been going like gangbusters. I'm, I'm expecting to see scapes any second, which would seem pretty early. And this is a, a success, third time success that I've tried to make, uh, grow my own, not make my own <laughs> cilantro. And I finally did it. Yeah, I finally did it. This one, it was hard. I was getting sad, but uh, see how they're, they're all coming up. This is going to need serious thinning. I went for it this time, like no, no messing around, no fooling around. So that middle down the road path there is all cilantro. And I see even some of them have their, I don't know what you call the, the, the first leaves when it's just two leaves, but it's not their true leaves. Is it their true leaves, I think? And then, yeah, so there's one over here that has the, its true leaves and a little volunteer dill, which is nice. I used to have a lot of volunteer dill until I wood chipped and now they obviously can't really get through. And this is my sorrel. I'll get out of the shade. And yeah, so this I planted uh, three years ago already and it keeps coming up. It is 
bolting pretty fast, but sorrel, it doesn't seem to matter. You can keep eating it. So I just keep pulling the, the uh, seeding parts off and eating them. And they seem to be just fine compared to some other plants that see, you know, go to seed and then you just don't want anything to do with them because they're so bitter. But this one seems to be just fine. And here are some little baby lettuces. These were transplants. I'm really quickly seeing how transplants are one of the weakest ways to get a hold in your garden. They are the slowest to grow. They go into shock. You know, this one has some new growth in the center here, but it's been slow. I don't know if it's because it's buried alive in these wood chips. That should be actually fantastic because it's keeping them wet. There's this one. They're doing okay. It's not, you know, it's not terrible. And I think I might just be uh, impatient. Garden is, gardening is definitely slow cooking. <laughs> Ain't no fast food going on around here. It's all slow cooking. And then, uh, yeah, speaking of garlic also, I had a whole bunch like these volunteers in the in the ground, there's uh, probably a hundred or more plants in each of these. And so I dug one up and started to transplant. When I realized there was a hundred, I'm like, oh my gosh. But I did get a, a row of them going. I know it's all so hard to see. And uh, great, what you're doing takes a lot of love and care to create a thriving garden, delicious veggies and fruits. I know, I know, it's uh, it's serious. It's, it's a serious thing. <laughs> And, uh, you know, for all the fails I've already had, I'm really thinking about it in terms of uh, just my, it's my, it's my classroom, it's my education. And uh, putting up the fishing line for the deer. Fishing line. Ah, yes. They don't like getting tangled. Okay, so that's, that's probably, I'll have to resort to something like that or, you know, cage up on both sides. Yeah. Thank you, Janet. I appreciate that. And uh, read the deer don't like. Irish Spring Soap. Also, my neighbor today just told me that the deer do not like it uh, when you put coffee around. They don't like the smell of that. I love that. <laughs> so it would be a win-win for both of us. And uh, yep, yep, there you go. So here's another strawberry. I just potted this one thinking it might be a gift for someone, but it just keeps on staying here in the pot. And, uh, and there's some fruit already there. So strawberries are pretty reliable around here and um, these are my little prize babies last year I got some starts cantaloupe starts and I didn't know it but it turned they turned out to be dwarf cantaloupes and so I saved a bunch of seed because they were fantastic fruit and so convenient to have them small right like you don't have to cut open a whole cantaloupe and then you're committed to eat the whole entire thing which is actually not a hardship for me but uh, you know just in case you can't do it in time and so these are all my little baby dwarf cantaloupes. How how pretty. This one exploded. Like this was easily half the size yesterday since the rain that we had. It has um, been really going to town. So those ones I'm happy about. And here's the watermelons. Ooh, look at this. Again, exploding growth like that. Just that wasn't there yesterday at all. And we've got a couple more coming up. I've been experimenting. These were, these were starts from pots. Well, a little um, those like moss pucks and these ones were seeds right into the ground now my neighbor over there she has incredible luck with just putting seeds in the ground they took off so fast it's definitely hard not to be jealous because it was uh, it was very successful compared to my starts right so I think I'm gonna be brave and do a lot more just straight seeding 
you probably can't see this, but I have hooped out. It's very subtle, like little fine hoops here. I've hooped out the zone, and I'm going to cover this in a fence, kind of chicken fence, chicken wire. And then the melons are all going to climb up and over. So that's my idea. Does anybody know if I should plant under it? I know it'll be shady eventually, but it's for sure sunny now. And here's the beautiful uh, chives. Of course, this time of year, they're pretty happy to go to flower. And I should be harvesting all these flowers because they're so beautiful. I should have a bouquet of these flowers at home. Absolutely. And they, I know they're edible as well, so you can pretty much eat any of those. Um, this is, I believe, um, it's not oregano, but it might be thyme. Actually, it's oregano. Yeah, and it went to flower very, very quick, probably because of the heat, but the flowers taste fantastic. So that's like a little bit of medicine for me. I don't use a whole lot of that in any of my culinary stuff, but I just like to stick it in my mouth and eat it. And uh, excuse the weeds that you'll see around, but these were a couple little baby starts of lettuces that took hold and are, are getting some, what do you call it, uh, traction. And then this is where I was supposedly going to have my brassicas. <laughs> now this has been a battle already. We have flea beetles here and they are just insane. So yeah, I don't know if you're going to be able to see too much of anything in there without me dismantling, but I've got kale, three kinds of kale. I've got one cabbage. Trying, trying for a cabbage. Can you guys see through this at all? Nah. It's just like, yeah. Water's supposed to go through there. It would be, it would be um, an ordeal to, let's see if I can do it over here. So here's another plant I didn't think was a brassica and yet it is. So here is my daikon radish and look how stupidly, they're not totally eaten but they're for sure eaten and yeah you can see those asshole little flea beetles there but yeah look at that fantastic row of daikon that would just be heavenly if it grows. I'd be so excited to get some daikons to ferment. That's my favorite thing to do with them. I better, excuse me, while I just uh, put my clip back on. If it's keeping any beetles out at all, I don't know. <laughs> they seem to be pretty crafty. They find, you know, tiny little entryways. So I don't know if I'll ever really be able to grow brassicas in a proper way. I would love that, but... Anyway, here's my peas that keep getting eaten, and uh, they're very sweet and lovely. These ones, I decided to do sugar snap peas this year because shelling them to store them is like just so impractical. And yeah, the deer show up every day. See, I'll do these blank spots here. <laughs> Actually, I forgot I should have brought my, I had some more peas soaking, I should have brought them. But I'm going to have to do, like you said, some kind of wire thing to keep them away. Those guys, they see me as a as a good snack stop. And so what do we have over here? Let's see if I'm missing anything in the chat. Um, hello, Brittabom, nice to see you. If I got your name right. Time blooms into honey to infuse. Mmm, double the medicine, double the flavor. That's a really good idea, thank you. Yeah, put it in honey for sure. 
yeah very nice hello beth uh beth. <laughs> hello mike new i'm beth <laughs> there you go so we're just getting about maybe three quarters of the way through almost done and you notice i have no straight lines in my garden whatsoever it's all it well a couple you know couple couple straight lines i've been trying but it's just not exactly in my nature but i'll probably find it in my nature at some point when i'm sufficiently annoyed with having no straight lines because there's no order but anyway these are my uh, bean plants which came up very very fast so they're definitely off to the races and i got a few peas in between the uh, deer don't seem to have discovered these peas interesting maybe they are turned off by the beans that could be possible so yeah those are fun definitely get a sense of what jack and the beanstalk means and these guys are my potatoes I just covered yesterday because I heard that the potato be beetles are also around and I'm determined not to have to go on a killing spree every single day. So I think I can stick my camera in here and show you There's some garlic in the way. But yeah, the potatoes, just two plants. You know, I, I don't eat a lot of potatoes at all. It's very, very much like uh, kind of candy. So I bet you can't see the other one. But anyway. And, uh, but it's fun. Like, it's like a treasure hunt, those potatoes. How much uh, entertainment could that be? You just keep discovering and discovering. Out of two plants, I must have got, I don't know, more than 10 pounds of tomatoes on two plants. Not good at weights, but I think, yeah. So that sounds about right. And then I think it was just a couple of other things on the other side. We've got a... Another, I believe, form of oregano here. It's a different one. It came up all by itself. It's very, very healthy and robust and tasty. These are a couple of little Swiss chards. We'll see if they make it. They were under really crappy conditions for the first while. I was watering them every day, but it just wasn't, it wasn't good. So I've got some new starts at home. I wonder if that is mustard, by the way. There's um, one of the weeds that is considered to be very invasive is, is mustard. I was listening to uh, Kyle Kent yesterday talk about that. And um, this is interesting. I wonder what that is coming up by itself there. Oh, it's actually more of that oregano. See how the oregano has spread its, its roots? Oh my gosh, I might have to actually fight back. Might have to fight back. And then this is a special kind of squash. My neighbor gardener here is really into the heirlooms very unusual ones so I don't know I don't remember the name of this one exactly but uh, she gave it to me and it seems to have taken some more volunteer garlic <laughs> and really fun last year somebody gifted me some grapevines and one of them took it looks like maybe the deer had a oh, I'm in the way of the light looks like the deer might have uh, stomped the other one out of existence but uh, yeah so this one is is um, busy making leaves and it's looking pretty good. Maybe it needs a little bit of, of fertilizer, kind of nitrogen, obviously organic kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I, my, I'll, here I'll finish this and I'll turn the camera around, talk to you guys for a little bit. And uh, there's a tomato that is already flowering. That tomato is flowering. There's some parsleys and behind that are some basils. And these are my babies. My ba uh, here's some like peppers I have not had any luck with at all. I don't know. It's probably, you know, something I'm not aware of. 
But yeah, yeah, and I wonder if this is more of that mustard here, which is um, not as harmful as people think that it is. Anyway, it was a mixed bag. I listened to a podcast yesterday. So anyway, these are my chamomiles that I'm so excited are already in starting to bloom. So how beautiful and pretty is that, right? Here's another thyme that's in bloom. And yeah, I'm excited about the chamomile. Yeah, so I think that's about it. I'm also working at a farm, so that's something that I'm not going to be, you know, too, too intense here, given spreading myself out a little bit that way. But here, let me turn the camera around again. And... This part's clunky on the mobile side. There we go. Not to mention I can't see very well. And here I am. So let's see. If we can come back to the comments. And the comments. Hello, Jenny G. Nice to see you. Awesome that you came. Thank you so much for joining me and caring about my garden. Done. Nice. Thinking we need to... Thinking we need those for our lettuce. They got demolished by something. Yeah, yeah. And then buyer beware with those. If you're talking about the covers, they... Uh, like this one, I actually went out of my way to buy them from a good, you know, high-quality garden store. Not just one of the sort of regular, you know, dollar stores or Canadian Tire or something like that, and and then this stuff is not, is not good quality at all. Those stupid flea beetles are going right through it. So it's not it's not a regular weave. It's a like intermittent weave. <laughs> so yeah, kind of pissed about that to say the least. Seems like it should work, and it might work for certain things, you know, bigger things. But the flea beetles are just tiny, and they are so intense like intense personalities they're they're they will fight you for cabbage if you have it in your hand they're gonna fight you for it literally i've seen it we, we couldn't get them underwater fast enough and of course they float to the top and every time they floated the flea beetles would they're just surround it and and swarm it and eat the hell out of it so oh yeah one more thing is my uh row of lettuce this will be nothing to look at at all but uh this I tried for uh, a winter planting, and I got I got two. <laughs> I got one romaine there, and I've got one romaine here. So that was kind of a fail. This might be a second one here. So I replanted, I reseeded with some other seeds, and uh, same thing. I tried a winter plant of carrots, and they came up pretty pretty spotty. So not not that successful. I've got one, two, three, four, five six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 carrots, which for me is uh, just fine because I'm not a big carrot eater and we've got tons at the farm. So yeah, I don't have to, if I, if I want carrots, I'm going to for sure be able to get lots of carrots. I really don't need to do this at all. I really don't, you know, and I'm not afraid of the end of the world anymore. I've kind of given up on the doomsday things. And um, so this isn't about 
survival so much. I mean, it could be. I just want the skills. I, I like the independence. I overall have really loved being more in control of my food. I love having relationships with farmers. I'm getting nearly everything from some, you know, not mainstream source. Although notwithstanding that uh, I went shopping, for, you know, I don't need to shop for two years because of everything that I collected. Um, but yeah, my fresh food and meats and dairy and cheeses and all that kind of thing, it's all coming local uh, from beautiful people. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. So this is the more common area. There's like, this is one of the common areas of the garden, although it's a lot of debate around here about what's what and who's who's and everything. Luckily, I have nothing to do with the politics. I just sort of hear it here and there. And um, this is, I'll say, you know, I'll call it my beautiful grapevine. It's not my beautiful grapevine, but you can see, look at all the baby grapes are already forming there. So last year, this one didn't produce at all. I think they go through, does anybody know they go through kind of fallow years? It didn't produce anything, but here, look, this is exploding. Maybe that's, it's like saving up its juju for this year. So, wow, look at that. That's insane. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. That's going to be so great. I'm excited. So yeah, this is my, my grape stop. And uh, these are some rose bushes that they have, some beautiful rose bushes. It looks like there's bunch of rose hips on here from last year. I wonder if those could be harvested, no doubt. I don't know if they would still be good. They're certainly dry and they would have lots of seed in them, but I don't know if they would be medicinally a good one. This is a beautiful cherry tree that is already, look at that, producing cherries. It's not one of your like regular BC Washington cherries. This is a, a sour cherry because we can't grow those ones here sadly but uh, yeah they're already starting and they're they're very nice they're they're sour and they're but they're beautiful at the same time when they fully ripen and even over ripen a little bit they're mm, yum and uh yeah i don't know how much more i will show you there'll be lots of time everything's just kind of starting this is a nice big patch of rhubarb that i've been eating already and it's got to be it's got to be uh off the flowers so it keeps going. Do that for these guys. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's my that's my garden for now. Billington bear is here. <laughs> I didn't realize. Fantastic. Nice to see you, Billington bear. That's lovely. Good to see you. spaghetti squash. Oh, um, no, I don't think it's spaghetti squash. It's it's an heirloom something. It had a very unusual name, like literally never heard it before. So I will try to do my diligence and ask Tara who gave it to me. And uh, yeah, nice to see you guys here. So this was fun. I might, where am I? Oh my gosh, I can't get back. There I am. Yeah, so I might get back to murdering a few uh, weeds. Not murdering, you know, just pulling them. Yeah, that's murder. That's murder. First degree murder. <laughs> They're not too bad, you know. The wood chips. I'll, I'll just maybe I'll just finish and talk about the wood chips. How I feel about this experiment of, of covering my entire garden with wood chips is uh, it's mixed. It is mixed because I actually didn't do it super right. I know someone who just did it super right. And now I see what I should have done. So 
what I did here was I weeded the whole entire thing first. I just attacked it and, and got the weeds out of the garden. I shouldn't have done that. I should have covered extensively with cardboard, overlapping cardboard, not beside each other, but overlapping so that those weeds literally have no possibility to get between the, the cardboard. And then on top of that, to put fresh layers of uh, soil and compost and then plant into that. That would have been like amazing. I probably would be in heaven right now. But instead, I'm still working with the legacy of having disturbed the ground last year. And uh, sorry, just looking around, I heard something. Can get all kinds of critters around here. And so, yeah, it would have been, just would have been better to, to not weed at all. Because now I'm still stuck weeding and I'm weeding now through the wood chips. So every time I, I weed, I have to disturb to a certain degree. The wood chips fall to a certain degree. I'm you know, trying not to let that happen, but there's always some that go down. And I believe that is robbing the soil of nitrogen. So shitters, right? And then I'll have to make that up somehow with some kind of fertilizer or things that, you know, obviously organic versions of that. But um, it's really funny when I was having trouble with my lettuce and, and Grandma Annie, who I think you knew passed, this was her garden here. And uh, hello, smiling sun. Nice to see you. You attempted, attempted murder. <laughs> they always come back. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, smiling sun. That's so great. Um, such a hard time reading my phone in this light. Little too. Uh, pouring rain should, should wipe your garden out. Pouring rain? Meh. Depends. I guess if you've got a lot of little, little seedlings and they are not so stable with uh, a root yet, then yeah, the rain could possibly do that. But generally everything outside, it gets climatized. Anyway, so I was talking about Grandma Annie and the lettuce and I was having a hard time getting my lettuce off the ground. And then she passed away after her second poison injection, of course. And then, um, so this is, this is her garden. She was she had given a, a portion over to this um, couple, Trish and somebody else. And then Grandma Annie's lettuce had gone to seed and it reseeded itself. And look how nice that is, how beautiful. That's just like the by accident fruit. So great. This is my neighbor who's, this is all by seed. She just sticks the seeds in. She walks away. She doesn't even really attend them. There is some a little bit of watering going on, but barely, you know, like, and her stuff just came up like gangbusters, right? It's insane. So, yeah, I, I just have to be brave and do everything by seed. She doesn't even claim to know much. This is all her volunteer garden um, garlic. This, in fact, was what Grandma Annie planted two years ago. And then... Um, Trish thought she got all of it in the fall, but not even close, right? Like there's a million of them here. They are very prolific and they need, unfortunately, to be separated because they won't produce much of anything in those clumps. That's what I noticed. These are some uh, onions that already have gone to seed. And some another, this is our rhubarb patch. It looks like it's getting really well worked over. It's okay. I don't like that much rhubarb. I've been juicing my rhubarb more than anything. And, uh, hello, Cindy Borrell. Nice to see you. You are really thick with lawn trimming and the weeds are almost nil. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's great, right? That I'm, I'm definitely saying, you know, one thing that 
can easily get out of control that people don't like that I like is the dill. Uh, and that is, there's no dill in my garden, like just barely little bits here or there that I would have liked the dill. So, but because everybody doesn't like dill, they end up bringing their bushels of dill over to me as soon as it's become enough of a pest that I've become known as a dill person. So yeah, yeah, no, this is, you know, this makes no sense to me because Trisha's garden is completely bald. The, the, the soil is absolutely uncovered. And even her dill is off to the races here. So I don't know, like is, uh, is, are the wood chips really the thing that they're meant to be or they're made out to be? I don't really, I don't really know. And uh, yeah, so the bald soil I was told was like absolute, an absolute no, you just simply do not do that because it's burning, you know, it's turning this, the, the, this part of the earth into a burn victim. And yet it's still, contributing beautifully and growing her food. So I don't know, maybe, I, I just don't know. <laughs> Can't say I don't know enough. And uh, leave the weeds in and yes, cover over with with um, overlapping card, cardboard. And then on top of that, put substantial amounts of soil and compost, like inches and inches and inches, you know. I was thinking, um, my friend who did it just had six tons of manure. I don't know. I think that made for at least six, eight inches on top of the cardboard. And then you plant right into that. And uh, and those weeds underneath will uh, just completely die because they've got no light. They don't have access to water. The water won't be able to make it. It will make it eventually, but they'll probably die bef before that. So, yeah, that would have been just so simple. Oh, painfully simple. You know, that's that's the hard part with us humans sometimes we just we think it's got to be hard so we cooperate with that and and um i'm willing to work like an asshole <laughs> i just um always willing to work so i did and it set me back so oh yeah one more thing i've got cucumbers they they look a little anemic so to me this is a sign if you can see these uh this this light yellow color i'm not down with that it, it does there are some flowers in there they're not really seriously growing so Darn it, I have to come up with some fertilizer, I think, I would say. Which is normal anyway, people do do have that. This is all my collection of buckets. I have a lot of buckets. This is sheep manure there where I put in when I plant. And that's just all my junk. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, that was lovely to see you guys. And... Uh, yeah, leave the weeds in, exactly. The, the whole point is not to disturb the, the ground at all. It, the, you know, the ground is always healing, always doing what it needs to do. You've got the, the microbiome and you've got the macrobiome, like worms and bugs and everything like that. And they are busy contributing to the soil. If you disturb them, then you're killing that area and setting that part of the soil back. So yeah leave the weeds in, just need to cover cover the crop out of them. Certain weeds are edible, yeah, like the dandelion. Yeah, I just pulled a bunch of dandelion today and some of it had not gone yet to flowers, so I'm gonna eat that stuff. Oh, hello to Brandon, nice to see you. That's awesome, I just noticed. It is hard for me to catch the comments here, but I'm trying. Nice to see the garden. Yeah, I keep talking about it, exactly. I had to, I had to get it off my chest, all of this stuff. <laughs> it's uh, the dill. 
the deal and so do the politicians. Yep, that's it, eh? They they keep popping up now. You know, my friends are like, oh, the PPC party and everything. I'm like, why on earth would you trust a politician now? <laughs> why, you know, even before the pandemic, to me, it made absolutely no sense to trust a politician. But does it make more sense now? Because they're saying the right things? Because they realize that they lost so many votes to the freedom movement and if they just held on to their you know pure party line that they were going to lose i don't know what portion of the population i think a substantial portion of the population so of course they they put the plants in there to to speak our narrative which is a narrative and and then our people fall for it. it's like what no it's so no it's so no you guys so um yeah my you're covered in tarps for right now, not planted yet. There you go. Yeah, tarps are good. We did that at the farm. We have a uh, mega tarp. Our rows are 100 feet long. And in fact, they could be 200 feet long. But that's what we're doing this year. And then we covered them. I say we loosely because I didn't really do that work myself. But we covered them with the black tarps. Let's see if I can sit this down and stop jiggling the camera around for a bit. And, uh, and it worked okay, but when we went to plant this weekend and we pulled back the tarp to make the next rows, then there were all kinds of little anemic things growing. Like, like it was like hair on the surface. So that was like really sad after all that effort. And uh, I'm not sure, you know, about those tarps, if that's the best way to go, because it's certainly not... It's, it's good. It keeps the weeds down. So I'm not trying to make you feel bad at all, Billington, but it, uh, it just doesn't nourish the soil in any way. And the soil doesn't get wet, right? So that's the thing that it, nothing can grow in that soil, meaning microbes and worms and all of that sort of stuff. So, uh, cake, some blood meal. Yeah, I do have some blood meal and that's super convenient actually. So I'm going to do that. Maybe I'll even do that now. It's going to, I think we'll get more rain. And then you can just sprinkle that. You don't have to, you don't have to mix it with water. Water is an issue here because there's no tap, there's no hose, there's no sprinkler, there's no nothing, right? So I've been physically carrying the 18.9 uh, liter bottles here. Uh, we do have the river right here, but the but I don't I don't personally have a pump system. The the garden has a pump system. I'm not really uh, privy to use. So yeah, it's a bit of all manual labor, and then thanks to God when the rain comes, that's that's all we got around here. But the blood meal—that's a good memory. I do, I do actually have some of that. You have to put your cucumbers in the shade; they seem happier. That's good to know. Yeah, I wonder if I could just even build a little bit of a lattice for them to give them some shade. This is a really high, intense sun garden. Very high. There's there's no shade until you get to the end of the season when the sun's lower and then you know the little the little uh, cold frames behind me start to create some shade but yeah cucumbers maybe it is too much sun for them they oh thank you jenny g i totally appreciate that <laughs> it's been a labor of love your garden isn't that big and that's that's good that's a good thing to have less space because otherwise you feel obligated to just keep on filling and filling and filling it and it's not necessarily going to work in your favor there are points where it's just too much, I say. Whoops. I'm not putting anybody in timeout. 
didn't know you could do that on StreamYard. Figure out is better than baking in the sun or fall. Yes, exactly. And that was the same, exactly the same thing as as my farmer friend would say that it, it, it was it was better because especially with in his case the the huge square footage that was that was better than you know you should have seen the weeding we did we did like we were war, war, weeding warriors you know just every, every day that I was there we were weeding and weeding and weeding and it's you just can't life is short right that's not that's not the best way to spend all of your time weeding and it's not necessary so yeah we're looking at ways so you're right, Billingtono, definitely the, the tarps are a good way to keep the weeds down. And uh, these are pretty um, deciduous. Does anybody know, I, I got myself some, what I thought were pine tips. I don't know if they're actually pine. I might have just made that part up. I know they are a uh, conifer of some kind. And um, I guess it's too late for this conifer because all of its new growth has has already matured. So that's interesting that I had those ones from somebody else. I guess they'll be at different stages. And can you eat all of the conifer tips? Or are there just certain ones that are good for you? I'll have to keep looking at that. I looked at it a little bit last night. Um, Michelle's Healing Home, shout out to her. Uh, she was she has a good video on her spruce tips and what she does with that, how to make medicine in honey and in sugar to make a syrup. Right now I've used mine as a ferment. So I put in apple cider vinegar I was first just trying to do an infusion, but I realized that I had too much water and it was probably gonna rot before I got anything good. So I poured a bunch of apple cider vinegar in there and it'll be like, a, um, you know, elixir kind of healing medicine. I could also put honey in there, but I don't I don't actually want sweet in my medicine. I don't know about you guys, but I, I like sweet just for enjoying here and there, but, but if I have to, um, I don't I it just seems antithesis because because the sweet say I'm on the edge of, of something the sweet is not good for me even I know people swear by honey and I believe you guys that honey is uh, is, is a good you know medicinal substance I, I totally believe it but for, for me somehow that sugar is always more like a negative in my system so yeah that's all I think that's all I think all right, you guys. Well, it looks like the peonies are on their way. I, I just did see something about eating peonies. I don't know if you guys have seen that. These are good for keeping the ants over here <laughs> and out of the rest of the garden. So, yeah, I think that's it for now. I am going to go and do a little bit more weeding, get some more grass and dandelions. Nothing's pulling that nice after the rain, oddly enough, because we have clay soil, really intense clay soil. It's amazing anything grows in it, but it's, uh, you know, I, those little those little roots, they do find their way into the clay as long as it's not rock hard. Once it hits the sun, it becomes like pottery, like literally solid, and that's no good. But uh, yeah, if everything's moist, and that's the whole point of the wood chip garden, is that the moisture stays in there. This is an example of how I did the cardboard. You can see the cardboard underneath there and the wood chips on top just to like put an end or put a stop, right? That that this grass, it's still gonna, it's still gonna bust its way through more or less somehow. And you know, it's just really thriving on the other side. I don't know why I didn't keep going there. I should have, I should have kept going. And uh, white pine and the conifers with the long needles on them. That one behind doesn't look like a white pine. No, no, it isn't. Yeah, I was just using it as an example because it was right behind me. So you want the ones with the long needles then? Is that the, was that the point that you guys were making or you, that you're making there, Smiling Sun? 
I'll have to figure that out. It smells heavenly, nice and humid. It's like, it smells like Hawaii here. We have our very tropical, beautiful experience for a certain time, and that's nice. All right, my dear, so I think I'm going to call it for today. Oh, hello, Lord Racer. Darn it. I just finished. <laughs> I just finished, but I will be coming again. I'll do a series of Secret Garden streams when there is uh, the inspiration, when I either have something interesting to talk about or there are interesting things happening in the garden or questions that we can together answer. Uh, by the way, if you haven't yet poked your head into the House of Free Will and you're interested to be part of the conversations going on over there, we're still, I feel like, very much getting off the ground. It's less than a year, about a month away from the one-year anniversary of the House of Free Will. Still a baby finding my way, so I'd love it if you came and uh, and were uh, babies with us. <laughs> There's a few workshops coming up. There's uh, Jeff Wolfman, who I interviewed recently on my channels. I think that's why I got the strike, although they didn't take his video down, so you can go and still see that. And uh, so he's going to be doing a workshop on parasites, which is something that I haven't spent a lot of time at all looking into. But I know it's a thing, and I'm in a little bit of denial, so this workshop will be good for me to get out of that denial. Um, Tanya Alfresi just came and gave a good update in the House of Free Will about what's happening with HRT. I shouldn't say that. Damn it. I'm so, like, I so need a list of what the sensor words are. And I shouldn't really be streaming on, I'm, I'm in a lot of denial because I shouldn't be streaming to YouTube the full stream. But I figured a garden stream, like, what are they going to find wrong with that? Who knows? I mean, that could be, in our future, could be something that we really need to censor, sadly. I think Brendan Sterling said he believes food will become a uh, underground grow up situation like our uh, like cannabis has been. Is that a buzzword? I don't know. Um, what else is coming up? I'm going to be doing an interview but probably not till the fall now with all of the Manitoba heroes that have stood up and taken a beating and gone to jail and, and that kind of thing. So that'll be fun. We're probably going to do that more in September when a few people are back around. Um, in the House of Free Will, particularly, I'm going to do a workshop on what I consider to be the, um, you know, the best, most effective anti-Big C things, how I saved my life 20 years ago, and all of those things that, you know, looking back out of the, what felt to be dozens and dozens of different kinds of therapies, what actually in the end was real and bona fide to me that I could prove worked and I got actual results from. So I'm going to share that. I realize it's uh, after all of these years, I've never talked about that. That will be, that will be good. Uh, but I will only talk about that privately because otherwise it's just too annoying to try to, you know, work around all of the, like, what is, what can I say? What, can, what can't I say? What's going to be, I know that's a very hot thing. Like even, I don't know, big C, is that, is that a buzzword? I don't know. So yeah, those are the things coming up. I'm in the process of thinking about how to move forward. It's going to be solutions one way or the other. As you know, I don't cover the fear porn. That's something that might come up here and there, but I'm, I'm out of love with it. You guys, I don't, I don't love it anymore. I'm not attached to it. I don't, I don't need it. I don't want it. I figure if I really, really, really need to know something, somebody's going to tell me, you know, and it's, I, I don't know. I just think it's, literally 95% half-truths at best. 
we don't, we're not meant to live in fear. Life will go on. We thought the world was going to end. Here we are. We're still here. Thank God I kept living like the world was still going to be here because here I am. I am. <laughs> oh, that's one more thing. I, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Daniel David, I am. It looks like he's going to be doing an interview. We just have to set up a time. He's a super cool musician. You got to look him up. And uh, if you love Jesus, then that's a good one. It's hard to find good music in that genre. So I appreciate him. And I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. And uh, <clears throat> I will see you again soon. Next time I'll tell more people. <laughs> Bye for now.